2: Orlando. News, opinion, passion, with this SRN News
0: update now.
2: News this hour from townhall.com I'm Keith Peters reporting. Federal prosecutors said Friday they will seek the death penalty against a white supremacist who killed 10 black people at a Buffalo supermarket. Peyton Gendron, 20, is already serving a sentence of life in prison with no chance of parole after he pleaded guilty to state charges of murder. Pamela Pritchett, the daughter of shooting victim Pearl Young, tells WKBW.com it doesn't matter to her if the killer gets the death penalty or remains in prison for life. I remember that day. I remember calling my mom's phone, trying to find her, hoping that she wasn't there. All of those things, they come back to my mind all the time. I can't do anything about what they did, but what I can do is be healed, pray for the healings of the families and know that I'm going to look down and I'm going to see a scar every day. New York does not have capital punishment, but the Justice Department had the option of seeking the death penalty in a separate federal hate crimes case. President Biden said it was a lapse in judgment for Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin not to tell him about his hospitalization last week, but he still has confidence in the Pentagon chief. Austin, 70, remains hospitalized, being treated for complications from prostate cancer surgery. Military affairs analyst retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis tells the Salem Radio Network he's not alone in his belief that Austin should step down.
3: If you were to do a, a survey, of the senior leadership of the armed forces, that you would find that that's a similar view. Uh, this is a stark world, a dangerous world. Our enemies are empowered by this, and Lloyd
2: Austin should
3: resign if not be fired.
2: On Wall Street, a mixed day as the Dow was down by 118 points, but the Nasdaq rose two, the S and P advanced three, oil up 66 cents to 72.68 a barrel. More town hall. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger
4: Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger.
5: Well, friends, welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Great. It's a wonderful Friday evening, another Friday afternoon, and it's great to have you, to be with you tonight have a great show for you. We'll get right into it in just a moment. First of all, a reminder that, of course, Blue Darter Sports Central is a program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ballplayers, coaches, and alumni. And it's all brought to you by Frogger's Grill and Bar, hopping with fu- food and fun, Shelley's Environmental Services, locally owned, environmentally friendly, community health centers, providing quality, affordable health care to the citizens of Central Florida for over 50 years. By Seabreeze Pools, honesty, integrity, quality, Seabreeze Pools, and, of course, Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage, garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Well, it's been a big week in sports both locally and nationally. Of course, in our first segment, we're going to speak to a Popka High School Athletic Director Aaron Crawford. We're going to talk about both winter sports and spring sports, which are close on the horizon. Later in our show, we are going to talk about the uh, historic basketball victory by UCF over the visiting Kansas Jayhawks, one of the truly elite programs in the history of college basketball. And our guest is going to be a man who was the very first assistant coach at UCF, Russ Salerno. Later in our show, we're going to talk with Tom, uh, local attorney Tom Neal, who's also a University of Michigan graduate, uh, former you know, football player for year football player for the Wolverines. Well, about Michigan's 2023 national championship season and the and their two victories in the national championship semifinal and of course the national championship game over Washington that's what's on tap for the show tonight right now let's go to coach Aaron Crawford athletic director at Apopka High School coach Crawford thank you for joining us tonight after uh, you know, the you know, the first week of of school back back to school in Orange County
6: well th- thanks for having me Roger uh it's definitely felt like a little bit longer than a week that we've been back um uh, Lots of stuff going on this week. Obviously, the, the the national championship game on Monday night that I think a lot of people were watching. But uh, with the weather that came in on Tuesday, it changed the rest of our plans for the week. But um, glad to be back at the grind. You know, being home over the uh, the holidays was really nice. We only get some stuff done around the house, but uh, this is the busiest time of the year for people who uh, for people who work in high school sports. They know that uh, as we're transitioning from the winter going into the spring sports season.
5: Yeah, I suspect that um, coming back in on Monday morning, that was uh, you know, quite quite a transition there <laughs> from the days off,
6: of I'm sorry course. i to say that again, Roger.
5: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I imagine coming back first thing on Monday morning was a little bit of a transition after having several days off there over the holidays.
6: It was, and actually there, there weren't too many people on campus because we didn't have school. Uh, it was a teacher work day, so... Uh, I was able to to kind of sit down at the computer and get some work done that way and uh, not necessarily have as many interruptions and I got to sit down with the bookkeeper for an hour and and take care of some bills and uh, kind of some of those things that we 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 don't think about on the forefront when it comes to athletics. but um, but when the kids came back on on tuesday, we were we were ready to get after it and um, and uh, and try to finish out this winter season strong while while starting tryouts with some of the uh, the spring sports with uh, boys weightlifting started this week as well as boys and girls water polo started their practices this
5: week and and I'd like to talk about both um, the winter sports and the spring sports on the horizon I'd like to start with basketball because I know the metro conference tournament was this week and uh, I know we had three big games can you just bring us up to date on how how we fared in, in boys basketball this week at the metro conference tournament
6: it's been a it's been a work in progress, I think, for Scott and the guys. Uh, I think they're still trying to find their identity right now, um, as far as you know, playing within the system. And, and Scott's always been somebody who's coached basketball from the defensive end forward. You know, he teaches the kids how to play proper defense, play hard defense, and, and get as many points in transition as possible. And um, I think the challenge is right now we're we're not finding. The, the perimeter shooting that we would normally like to have um uh, with the boys team and they're they're competitive they're right at five hundred right now and for the metro tournament itself uh went over and and lost to a a very good edgewater team that uh they'll they'll probably make a deep run in the playoffs and then went over and had a heartbreaker against okoe last night on on a buzzer beater and then uh they're finishing out tonight against Wakiva for the uh 7th place game and you know nobody really wants to play for the 7th place game but I think it's an opportunity for the guys to get on the court and and try to adjust and and try to fix some things as they're going
5: you know, and, and as we've talked about both you and I and as we've talked about with coach uh, Scott Williams as well you know he uh, um what part of his his approach to building a strong program, is he plays a very tough schedule, top to bottom, throughout the uh, entire season. And of course, this Metro is, Conference is, was part, is part, is a part of that, big part of it. Definitely
6: accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely accurate. And, and actually, uh, with the with the way that the FHSAA power rankings are working, uh, with all the uh, traditional team sports now, everybody has to be very cognitive of the schedules they're putting together. So, you know, you might be five hundred but it's probably going to be good enough to get you into the playoffs as long as you have that strength of schedule, um, that, that is in the better half of the region. So, um, kind of transitions us into, you know, talking about girls basketball and boys and girls soccer. Um, all three of those programs are right at 500 right now as well. And, you know, it's because they've, they've gone through the gauntlet for the first half of the season and, and, uh, this week and next week are no exception to it. They're going to have a couple of tough games coming down the home stretch uh, for boys and girls soccer as they uh, as they head toward the district tournament. In fact, the the boys soccer team is is hosting Eastridge as we speak, and uh, that's a, a team that won the state championship last year. Um, and they're they're only a game above 500 right now, because they've got a really tough schedule they've been playing in, and. Um, so I, I feel like our guys are, are just going to peak at the right time just in time for the district tournament and, and hopefully you know, maybe play for a trophy. And same with the girls. I think the girls have played an extremely tough schedule. Um, they were just over at Oviedo last night um, playing against a team who's won four state championships. So um, definitely, definitely a, uh, like I said, a gauntlet of a schedule for, for most of our sports teams. I think they know that they have to play a tough schedule in order for the kids to get better, primarily, but also, you know, for those opportunities to get into the playoffs using the ranking system.
5: And can you shoot a little bit about girls basketball?
6: Uh, girls basketball right at five hundred. I think they're two games below five hundred right now. Um, they're a very young program. They uh, we don't have a senior on the girls program this year, so we've got we've got a group of girls that if they stay together over the next you know, 12 months, who knows what they're going to be able to do. And and Brittany coaches them up, coaches them hard, and and gets the most out of them. And they're they're learning their system. And they're trying to, like I said, with the boys' team, trying to find their identity.
5: Now, before we uh, talk a little bit about spring sports, and, and friends, we're glad you're joining us on Blue Darter Sports Central. Right now we're speaking with Coach Aaron Crawford. He's the Athletic Director at Apopka, and we're talking about both winter sports, as winter sports move close into, um, towards postseason, and, of course, spring sports, which are right on the horizon. Um, any other winter sports you'd like to share about? Well,
6: yeah, the wrestling program um, is, is doing well. The girls are, are doing fantastic. Uh, I, I have all confidence that our girls team will qualify for the state championships again. Um, coming down the, the home stretch here, they're actually over at uh, a really unique event over at Okoe uh, tonight. I believe it's called Girls Night Out. It's called you know, Night with a K. Um, but they're they're over there representing the school, and you know we've got Jada Jones who is is probably our best returning wrestler. Um, who we have. Lots of confidence in, and she's going to keep representing the school and, and hopefully take us uh, deep when it comes to the team piece, but also as an individual. Uh, the boys' team is a growing program. We uh, we were fortunate to uh, to have Leon Wilson come back uh, after a year away, and and kind of head up that program in the off season and put together a great schedule and and condition the guys and, and just kind of building that program up, trying to get the numbers up. Uh, we were able to bring in a new assistant coach named Steve Bell. Uh, he's a gentleman who is actually from uh, from Canada who who moved down um, and reached out to us and really passionate about wrestling. Wants to grow the sport here and, and help us, you know, build the program. So really exciting things happening with wrestling. And then of course, uh, uh, you know, I've got to talk about our girls' weightlifting. They are they are chugging right along. Um, they're doing some good things. I think we're going to have a couple of regional qualifiers, quite possibly a state qualifier, with uh, with uh, weightlifting. And then I think the uh, the underdog story of probably our winter sports is our competition cheer program. Uh, last year they finished fifth in the state um, with their traditional comp team, and uh, they're they're doing some really good things right now. But more importantly, our game day comp cheer, which is kind of i don't want to say it's like a sub varsity but it's it's just different rules that are in place for the for the game day they actually qualified for the national championship uh, that's going to be down at disney in uh, in february so we're really excited about those young ladies and what they're doing to represent the school and the community with with a sport that you know isn't necessarily the one that's on the forefront i think it's one that and it's kind of an ancillary sport for, for a lot of schools, but I think we're turning it into uh, something that we're proud of with uh, you know, Coach Kim J and her daughter, Shelby Bursage, who's, um who they're, they're running that program as best as they can and, and really, really competitive, not just in Orange County, but throughout the state.
5: No, thank you for a, a great overview. Um, it's been a you know, successful, exciting season thus far, and, and we're now just headed into post, postseason, the playoffs for uh, the various programs that make it. Now, um, in our you know, remaining few minutes, can you share a little bit about uh, some, you know, some of the, the high-profile uh, spring sports programs on the horizon? I'll start. First of all, of course, I've always, in, as an interest in baseball and, and softball, those are two of our certainly marquee programs.
6: Well, you know, baseball and softball obviously are, are something that everybody has their eyes on at Apopka. We're always going to have competitive programs. Uh, I think Mike uh, running the softball program this year is going to have a different look than last year. Last year was, I think, the second time in the history of him coaching uh, that he had a sub-500 record. Um, this year we've got high hopes uh, that we're going to stay healthy. We've had um, some upgrades to the uh, softball facility. Um and uh, that includes some, some uh, new grass along the foul territory in front of the dugout to help with drainage. Uh, we've had the, uh, the infield laser leveled and um, turned over, so the infield clay looks brand new. Um, we have a brand-new visitor dugout with a, an announcer's booth uh, on the second story of it. Um, that's all new. And, and I think it's something for the girls and the, uh, and the spectators to look forward to with having a total environment. Uh, and I think that's something that helps to motivate uh, those student athletes. Um, on the baseball side, uh, had some similar work done as far as uh, getting the infield clay turned and, and re-edged. So it looks brand new. Um, and then we got some brand new windscreen put up at baseball. So the baseball and softball complexes look like twins. Uh, as far as brand new royal blue windscreen, that's uh, something for people to see and be proud of, and and uh, and hopefully, like I said, the the student athletes want to come out and represent the the facility and the community uh, as best as they can. Starting at the end of this month.
5: No, absolutely. Both of those teams are are you know, have given us years and years and years of exciting seasons, and it's always exciting to to watch them get ready to for another season. And Before we. Have to go to break, I just want to say a word about both of the coaches um, you know both of the coaches are are blue darter alumni coach Mike McQuithy of, of popka softball you know and coach Bobby Brewer Blue darter baseball and uh, both of those those guys have tremendous legacies of success uh, in their coaching you know uh, Careers, you know, Mike is Mike McQuithy has been the head coach of, of Blue Dart Softball for for th- over thirty years. It's probably closer to on well, the forty than thirty at, at this point now, and uh, you know has had one of the marquee programs in the state of Florida uh, for most of that time. And of course, Bobby Brewer uh, has has been a you know a huge uh, positive figure and, and made great impact in baseball. Yeah. Uh, you know, High school baseball, youth baseball, of, for for about forty plus years himself, including being the the coach, the head coach of the two thousand and one Little League team, United States of America champion Little League team that played in the World Series. So, anyway, we're very fortunate to have a couple of guys that have uh, have made uh, not only have had a lot of success uh, on the field, on the diamond, but also have made huge contributions to baseball and softball.
6: Absolutely, and they're, and they're two. Not not only are they great at what they do, as far as softball coach baseball coach they're great human beings I, I love working with these guys uh, they're passionate they always want to do things the right way they want to do right by the kids and and what's right by the school and the community so um, you know that, that, that's something that I think goes uh, as an understatement you know you know nowadays is everybody wants to see people winning and uh, and seeing success on the field but man these guys are these guys are great um, community people they're great human beings and and heck i want to say you know mike is mike is probably just as passionate if not more passionate about his engineering uh magnet program uh than he is about softball but uh he might fight me on that
5: no, no. Well, I'm glad you made that point because you know Coach Mike McQuithy serves a variety of roles uh, at Apopka High School, both in terms of coaching and teaching, and also in administration um, as an assistant AD. Um, you know, I, I, the comment I've made about uh, Coach Mike McQuithy in the past is he does everything, including drive the bus.
6: Exactly, and and, and I had the fortunate uh, experience of getting to drive him to get the bus the other day for the first time. So. Uh, it's kind of a unique situation. He's definitely all in with everything that's blue darters.
5: Well, Coach Crawford, great to catch up with you. Best wishes for uh, for a great 2024. Thanks for for checking in with us to share.
6: Thanks. I always appreciate coming on and and uh, getting to, to share everything that's uh, positive that's going on with blue darter sports.
5: Friends, Coach Aaron Crawford. We're going to go to a break in just a moment. Before we do, I want to give you, the, you know, give a shout out to our friends over at Froggers. Frogger's Greenland Bar, hopping with food and fun. And I want to remind you about their other locations in Altamont Springs, Mount Dora, and Oviedo as well. Please stay with us. We'll be right back on Blue Daughter Sports Central.
7: You're listening to a special Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Brought to you by Frogger's Grill and Bar. Before or after the game with the freshest food in town. Apopka, Altamont Springs, Oviedo, and Mount Dora. Shelley's Environmental Services. Locally owned, septic, and environmental service. They're there when you need them. Community Health Center. Healthcare for the whole family. Florida Door Solutions. Central Florida's number one for garage door design and repair. And Seabreeze Pool Service. Honesty, integrity, and quality. Call them today. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up with Roger Franklin Williams and Blue Darters Sports Central. Froggers Grill and Bar is the place to be before and after the game or anytime for Froggers Neighborhood Atmosphere, featuring fresh, never frozen black Angus burgers and wings, including Froggers' famous hand-breaded boneless wings. Froggers has been your scratch kitchen since 1987. Froggers Grill and Bar everywhere you are in Apopka, Oviedo, Altamont Springs, and Mount Dora. Your local neighborhood Grill and Bar, and now newly remodeled with more TVs. Froggers. It's me again. Does your garage door still have the blues? Making those late night noises. Won't shut when you back out, no matter how many times you try. Well, it's time to get rid of those garage door blues with Florida Door Solutions. They fix, repair, replace, install, create, design, and upgrade garage doors and garage door openers. Garage doors don't like to have the blues. You need to call Florida Door Solutions. They can upgrade your garage door with the latest state-of-the-art system from LiftMaster with the exclusive gateway accessory. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR. Florida Door Solutions has the reputation for doing the job right the first time. Every time, we are to Florida's headquarters for the best garage door and entry-gate products from Clopay, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. Don't leave that shiny new SUV sitting out in the driveway. And besides, we know who's driving that SUV. Score some points and get rid of those garage door blues with Florida Door Solutions. That's 866-FLA-DOOR.
8: Or take a tour online at fladoor.com. Hi, I'm Derek Hicks, and this is an American idea that changed the world. The American Dream. It's an idea that truly is American. But what does it mean? America was one of the first countries in human history that believed that each individual was special. That each individual had a unique talent and ability. That each individual was put here by God for a reason. That if government offered individuals freedom and security, they could accomplish anything through hard work, perseverance, and right living. There's thousands upon thousands of examples throughout American history of people of all economic, ethnic, and cultural backgrounds that accomplished unbelievable things. If we always hold to the ideas of America, the American dream will always be available to every American who's willing to dream, work, sacrifice, give a total commitment to the life God has given them
7: these American ideas have been sponsored by Thompson Jewelers. Best price, best quality, guaranteed. Buy online now at thompson-jewelers.com. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information That's
4: chcfl.org. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger.
5: Friends, welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams, the program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ballplayers, coaches, and alumni. It's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday evening throughout Central Florida here as we are kind of easing into a brand new year i hope your 2024 is off to a, a good start as i've said before i always love the month of january the opportunity to start in many cases with a clean slate get a fresh start on a brand new year new hopes new dreams new resolutions um and it's uh, hopefully yours is off to a good start at, at this point it's great to be here with you tonight Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Coach Aaron Crawford, the athletic director at Popka. Got a nice comprehensive overview of, of the spring of fall sports and even a look ahead to some of the Marquis spring sports as well. In just a moment, um, we're going to talk about some other topics uh, of, of of very of huge relevance, frankly, uh, in the sports world, uh, both in Central Florida and nationally. We'll start with locally. Of course, I'm sure as all of you know that uh, UCF Knights basketball and UCF Knights athletics has taken a big step up this year. They've become a a member of a major conference, the Big 12 Conference, and basketball. They are just now embarking upon their conference basketball schedule. And of course, those who follow uh, college sports, college basketball closely, know that the Big 12 has some outstanding uh, has outstanding basketball and some of the nation's best teams. Of course, one of those is Kansas, Um, you know, the Kansas Jayhawks, who truly are one of the top five, certainly the top five, uh, uh, college basketball programs, you know, in The country over the past probably hundred years, literally, no exaggeration, Uh, a true marquee program. In fact, they began; uh, they came into the game at rank number three in the country. um, The game with UCF earlier this week, which is kind of par for the course for Kansas basketball. And well, anyway, it was a big deal for for UCF to play, even play Kansas at home uh, on campus. But um, as you know, as I'm sure everybody knows by now, the Knights emerged with a huge, exciting. Um, come from behind, dramatic, uh, upset victory. And so we're going to talk about that victory uh, somewhat in depth uh, over the co- rest of the course of the show, and the person we're going to talk about it with is Russ Salerno. Of course, Russ is well-known to most of you, most of us, um, for his career in business, for as a business and community leader for the last 40 to 50 years in Central Florida. Of course, he was a graduate of Evans High School, he's Orlando native from back in the day, back in the pre-Disney era. But Russ Salerno, m- many people, even some of his good friends may not know that Russ Salerno was the original, the very first assistant basketball coach for UCF Knights Basketball. He worked uh, you know, with Coach Torchy Clark, who, of course, was a legendary coach who founded UCF Basketball uh, Program um, back in in 1969. So anyway, we're going to have a nice conversation, which I you know, was recorded earlier this afternoon with Russell Salerno, a truly historic figure in UCF basketball, and Russ attended the game on Wednesday night. So we're going to talk to Russ Salerno not only about um, the, the huge victory, the huge victory over Kansas, the historic victory over Kansas Wednesday evening of where he was right there to watch every 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 play. We're going to take a big step back and talk about the origins of UCF Knights basketball as well. So now let's, let's go to Russell Salerno. My first question to Russell Salerno was just, Russ, just tell us tell us about what happened Wednesday and you were there just to tell us a little bit about it
3: well the crowd I mean it was a full full arena and uh, everybody was wild the student section was really crazy they actually brought in these uh parts from uh, a palm tree and you know the 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 leaves off the palm tree and they were sitting at one of the uh, uh, underneath the basket on one end and they were way – every time they shot uh, they just were waving those things, making a racket. But the crowd itself was just amazing through the entire game, and I'm sure, uh, as you probably read, that the crowd was very significant in uh, in getting, you know, where they went and where and how they won that game. The crowd was right behind them.
5: And just a little, of course, background for our listeners, especially those that may not be huge basketball mm-hmm. fan college basketball fans. Yeah, this was already a truly historic game before the game was even played. Of course, Kansas came in as a, as a big. Um favorite and the reason it was a historic game for a couple reasons one it's you, you know ucf's first year in the big 12 conference uh, a big upset uh, a big um b- step up um into so-called you know, power five uh, you know college athletics um and then also because it was kansas kansas is truly one of the four or five blue b- blood basketball programs um in the country and they have been for for decades um so you know, to, to play in a nat, you know a true national power and a true historic national power, um, you know, w- was already going to be a huge game. And the fact that UCF was uh, able to rise the occasion and, and deliver the victory is just absolutely magnificent.
1: Well,
3: they uh, everybody I've ever you know that I talked to, you know, we figured or they figured we're going to lose by fifteen or twenty, especially after losing to Kansas State on last you know last week, twenty five. Uh, and then to face Kansas, you know, you know, it was like they're looking at zero and two right there to start out at the Big Twelve. But you know, being home, first game, uh, electric, unbelievable, big crowd, uh, just it was just awesome. And it was, uh, and, and Kansas just never, ever could catch up. I mean, they started out, you know, the game started out seven nothing. UCF scored at 7-0. Kansas calls a timeout. Everybody's going crazy. And then after the timeout, Kansas comes back and scores 12 straight. So now we're down 12-7. And, you know, it was going back and forth in that first half. And uh, we were actually down 35-19, about oh three four minutes to go in the half. And then we ended up scoring 10 in a row. And, it, you know, brought that thing back. And then when we started the second half, we just kept up that momentum. And Johnny Dawkins did a, a an amazing job. You know, he's a defensive guy mostly, and um, but what he did, he was mixing it up. First half, I believe, was all man to man, and the second half, we started man to man. Then he started mixing it up. He went to zones, and, uh, came back to man to man, and and Kansas just never could get in any rhythm. And and by that, they had 18 turnovers. Who has 18 turnovers? I mean Kansas has eighteen turnovers, you know, so uh it, it was it was nip and tuck in the in the uh, second half. we finally went ahead uh we did a we i think we had a twenty one to seven run in the second half, and then they got down to the wire, and everybody's still holding their breath because it was still close and uh you know we just we hung on uh there were some key shots and but I have not seen. I've seen a lot of UCF games since I had been there, and but I had not seen as many. Now, it, it has happened, but these guys played heart-to-heart, hustle-to-hustle. These guys never, ever stopped defending against Kansas. They were all over those guys. It was kind of like, you know, you've got a couple mats that are around you at the beach or somewhere, and you, you're trying to – knock them off and you're just swaying and whatever. They could not – they were all over them in their face. Now, it was awesome to watch. Yeah, congratulations
5: really awesome to, to watch. Coach Dawkins and all the guys. Uh, uh, just a, a tremendous win. And that's what you really call rising to the cage. Friends, hope you're enjoying this conversation with Russ Salerno. He was the original assistant basketball coach at UCF. He was also in attendance on Wednesday night in the big historic victory over the Kansas Jayhawks. We're going to continue our conversation with Russell Lenino about UCF basketball and the victory over Kansas. Um, You know, know, after this break, we do have a break coming up right now. Before we go to the break, of course, I want to remind you that Blue Daughter Sports Central is sponsored by Frogger's Grill & Bar, hopping with food and fun. Visit their locations in Apopka, Altamont Springs, Mount Dora, and Oviedo. And by Shelley's Environmental Services, locally owned and environmentally friendly. Friends, we'll be right back on Blue Daughter Sports Central, and we'll continue to talk UCF basketball. Please stay with us.
7: You'll listen to a special Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Brought to you by Frogger's Grill and Bar. Before or after the game with the freshest food in town. Apopka, Altamont Springs, Oviedo, and Mount Dora. Shelley's Environmental Services. Locally owned septic and environmental service. They're there when you need them. Community Health Center. Healthcare for the whole family. Florida Door Solutions. Central Florida's number one for garage door design and repair. And Seabreeze Pool Service. Honesty, integrity, and quality. Call them today. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up with Roger Franklin Williams and Blue Darters Sports Central.
5: Shelley's Environmental Services is Central Florida's environmentally friendly solid waste disposal and septic tank company. Shelley's Environmental Services has served Central Florida by taking waste to recycle and reuse for over 30 years. You and your family can feel good about having Shelley's experienced team of licensed, insured, and state certified experts working for you. Shelly's Environmental Services is a family-owned local company serving our community since 1985. By out more at shellysceptictanks.com When you need a pool service company in Orange, Seminole, or Lake Counties, you can count on the skilled professional team at Seabreeze Pools. Seabreeze Pools offers a wide range of pool services, including pool repairs, remodels, and pool maintenance. In fact, Seabreeze Pools has all of your pool solutions in one place, and Seabreeze Pools is veteran-owned. Find out more at SeabreezePool.com. That's SeabreezePool.com. Honesty, integrity quality Seabreeze Pools Since
7: 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information That's chcfl.org.
5: I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. Don't let too much of the year fly by without making sure you have a financial plan to get you through retirement. Chat with us live right now at fellowshipfinancial.com.
0: That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Investment Advisor Services offered for Fellowship Investment Advisor. A registered investment
8: advisor. Oh. If you haven't switched to MetaShare yet, two big reasons to at least consider it and why it makes so much sense right now. Number one is inflation, which is just affecting everything. It just makes sense to say, okay, where can I actually save? Well, you can save a lot in one fell swoop if you switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month. Secondly, your conscience. MediShare members aren't forced to pay for things they don't support or believe in, and that's a big deal for a lot of people right now. They want their money to actually help people. And one more reason, you can trust MediShare. It's been the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 30 years It works, and members love it, too. It has double the member satisfaction rating compared to health insurance. So now's a great time to consider making the switch, and they are very easy to talk to. MediShare has great customer service. You can call now and get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. It's 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE.
7: When you're trying to find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, and interviewing can become a job itself. You need Indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit
4: Indeed.com slash credit. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now here's Roger.
5: Welcome back to Blue Garter Sports Central. Friends, it's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday evening throughout Central Florida. Of course, Blue Garter Sports Central is a program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ballplayers, coaches, and alumni. It was great to hear from Coach Aaron Crawford, the Apopka AD, earlier in our program with a great comprehensive overview of winter sports and even a look ahead to spring sports. In just a moment, we're going to go back to the conversation We recorded earlier this afternoon with Russ Salerno, longtime businessman, community leader, of course, also the original assistant basketball coach for UCF Knights basketball. He helped us literally helped to get the program started under the leadership of Coach Torchy Clark. And when we go back, we, as you heard, we've been talking to Russ about the game on Wednesday. Russ attended the game. When we go, come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the history and the origins of UCF Knights basketball. Before we do that, I want to remind you that, of course, Blue Daughter Sports Central is sponsored by Frogger's Grill & Bar, hopping with food and fun. Visit their locations in Apopka, Altamont Springs, Mount Dora, and Oviedo, also want to give you a heads up. We'll be going back to Froggers once again for one of our Blue Daughter Sports Central remote broadcasts. We'll give you um, it, um, that's on the horizon. We'll give you all the details as we get closer to that program. And also, Blue Daughter Sports Central is supported by Community Health Centers. Community Health Centers has provided quality, affordable health care to the citizens of Central Florida for now over 50 years, and by Florida Door Solutions. The high school ball players and the dedicated coaches you hear on Blue Bluegarter Sports Central are supported by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Now back to our conversation with Russ Salerno, original assistant basketball coach for the UCF Knights basketball.
3: reversible jerseys that we played on the games, and uh, you know there were sometimes we play outside. We had because we couldn't get a gym. We'd play outside on the concrete slabs. You've probably seen those, you know, right in the middle of all that sugar sand. They had two baskets and the concrete slabs, and we'd practice for, you know, the, maybe for ten minutes, and we'd have to call time out, and we'd have to sweep off the excess sand that came on the on the court. And now you're looking at what we see today; it's just amazing. And it's really been, when you look at it on timetables, it's really been a short period of time where both football, you know, all sports, football, basketball, all the other sports where we would come from playing on a concrete pad into the big 12 national TV and all kinds of stuff. It's it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, I was very proud to be a part of that and, you know, allowed to be a part of that. And I think Dr. Roder and, uh, and Torchy for sure. And, uh, Be on that first team and then later on being an assistant coach uh, for several years. Uh, definitely seen it grow. But you know, we had big games back then, but our big games were nothing like this. You know, we played our big games was the Rollins or the Florida Southern. And you know, we were in their league, that Sunshine Conference. And uh, you know, we beat those guys a few times. And uh, you know, so we those are big games for us. But I guess as you Get into the bigger, with the bigger boys, the games get bigger. So, uh, again, yeah, I did think a lot about it, come come to think about
5: it. Thanks for being here to share about it on talking Old School. Guys, we're speaking with Russ Salerno, of course, well-known for the past decades as a community leader and businessman in Central Florida. He was also the very first assistant basketball coach at UCF uh, in the early founding days of the program, of course, where... He worked with Coach Torchy Clark, the founder of the UCF program, coaching legend Torchy Clark. And he's sharing a little bit about it with us, that experience with us. And he's also talking about the the huge upset, the huge historic victory over Kansas earlier this week. And, and, you know, Russ, let's kind of stay with it there. And now, can you uh, talk about how did you uh, come to, um, you know, Come to UCF. How did you? Because I know you played the first year um, on the team. Uh, you know, I, th- was a, I think it was a club team, if I'm not mistaken. And then you uh, remained on as the after you graduated as the assistant, uh, Torchy Clark's assistant coach. How did you come to uh, even uh, arrive at UCF and, and play basketball there?
3: Well, I'm kind of an old guy, and uh, in 19, 19- I graduated high school from Evans High School in 1961 and i got married very shortly after and i ended up working and going to night school so i got i received my aa degree uh going from 61 to 68 so that's what jim flanagan and i called the jethro bodine plan you know a little (laughs) slow but you know keep on going keep on going and finally got it so at that point in time ucf or ftu was fixing to open up for first classes. And they were, you know, accepting, you know, the, my AA degree. So I go in there and I start out as a junior. So the first two years they of uh, uh, FPU, you know, that's where I got my junior, senior. And in my senior year, uh, that's when Torchy started the program. It was in 69, 70. And the way he started the program, we were just playing intramurals. And out there, uh, we're playing intramurals one day, and this guy comes up to me. I didn't know him. He came up to me afterwards, and he says, hey, uh, we're going to start a basketball team here. And he says, you want to play? And I I go, like a like a real basketball team? And he says, yeah, like a real basketball team. And so I said, well, yeah, I, I might do that. And so Torchy's first group of players on that team, I think he got 10, 11 uh, right out of the intramurals. And, and after, you know, we started, it was one year and I mean, we had nothing. I mean, like I said, we probably had two basketballs and you know, jerseys that flipped into one was gold on the outside. One was gold of black on the inside. And we used that same Jersey and they weren't basketball jerseys either. They were, they looked like a, a sweatshirt, except you just turned them inside out. And, uh, so that was that was the best we had. And so we we uh we started with that and I think we were like 13 and 4. You know, we played uh, uh some navy bases. We played Palm Beach Atlantic, if I remember correctly. We played uh Palm Beach College, Fort Lauderdale. I mean, these were all universities. And I don't know how long they had their programs going, but I mean, we were in a mural guys. And uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, we, had, we had some pretty decent players. And, of course, we had Mike Clark back then, Torchy's son. And he was a tremendous uh, – he was a guard, one of our guards. And he was just tremendous. He could make shots that you just don't know how they made him. And, you know, he would drive the basket. And But, uh, you know, we had fun. We made history. And uh, looking back today, I'm sure, you know, we had a little reunion with those guys at one time. About three four years ago for the fiftieth anniversary, and uh, you know some of them are gone, but uh, we had some great memories. And you know somebody brought some great pictures. uh, I even had hair back then. It was kind of cool to see that. uh, That
5: was was, definitely uh, a good memory.
3: (laughs) That was a good memory. That was one of my better memories, by the way. And uh, so, yeah, it was fun. It it was fun, and uh, I'm sure it's going to get better and. But, again, I have, they re, they definitely reminded me the way Torchy taught basketball back then because we were all over people. I mean, we weren't great. But one thing Torchy said, you can play defense, and that's what we did. And what they did uh, the other night, they played defense, and they never let up. There was never a lull. You know, you're always looking for a lull. You know, you, you know the, the, the tenacity kind of falls off a little bit. But he was rotating players. Changing defenses, they never faltered. They were all over. They threw Kansas way out of whack. And then I even heard Bill Self, the coach, afterwards, and he commented. He, I mean, he he was just it kind of like He was proud of Johnny Dawkins. I guess they're buddies, and uh, how he had the team ready and how they played, and uh, what a great job he did, and so forth. And he said they won it. We 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 just they beat us. We got beat. So that comes pretty good from the. Number one team preseason, uh, especially in the conference, and we are number 14 out
5: of 14. A great historic moment for UCF athletics. UCF basketball occurred right in Orlando this week the victory, upset victory over Kansas. We're talking about that, and of course, we're talking about other historic moments the, in the earliest days of the program, the founding of the UCF program with the original assistant coach, Coach. Russ Salerno, Russ, thanks for being here and sharing sharing great memories with us, and also a great account of the game on Wednesday night.
3: Yes, sir. You know, Roger, I got to say one more thing. Look in that arena, packed full. A great thing was really proudful was to look up at the banners and see Torchy Clark and Bo Clark. There were two banners up there. People go to the games, check them out. Bo Clark, Torchy Clark, and uh, that's how. You know much those guys did. Uh, you know to elevate this program where it where it is today.
5: Yeah, and of course, you and our friend Jim Flanagan had a lot to do with those banners getting up there as well.
3: Yeah, Jim Flanagan. Uh, he's he's the man. There's no doubt. He uh, he was very instrumental. And uh, Jim's my best friend. And you know we communicate all the time. And um, we're both just as proud as proud can be.
5: Well, you helped to create something really, really special. It's something really special, and um, you helped to get it all started. So we appreciate uh, your efforts in that and, and being here to share about it with us on Talking Old School.
3: Good deal. Thanks, Roger.
5: Guys, Russ Salerno, a true historian. Friends, hope you enjoyed that conversation. That was some true history right there, UCF athletics and UCF basketball history with Russ Salerno, the original assistant coach. Uh, We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk big sports events, but we're going to talk National Championship College football, and we're going to do that with a man who was a former four-year football player, offensive lineman for the Michigan Wolverines, and who also attended the National Championship game. That's our friend, Tom, attorney Tom Neal. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. And before we go to that break, I want to remind you that Blue Darter Sports Central is supported by Froggers Grill and Bar. Froggers is hopping with food and fun and by Cedar Breeze Pools. Honesty, integrity, quality. Cedar Breeze Pools. We'll be right back on Blue Darter Sports Central.
4: It's Blue Darter Sports Central.
7: Listening to a special Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Brought to you by Froggers Grill and Bar. Before or after the game with the freshest food in town. Apopka, Altamont Springs, Oviedo, and Mount Dora. Shelly's Environmental Services. Locally owned, Septic and Environmental Service. They're there when you need them. Community Health Center. Healthcare for the whole family. Florida Door Solutions. Central Florida's number one for garage door design and repair. And Seabreeze Pool Service. Honesty, integrity, and quality. Call them today. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up with Roger Franklin Williams and Blue Darters Sports Central. Froggers Grill and Bar is the place to be before and after the game or anytime for Froggers Neighborhood Atmosphere featuring fresh, never frozen black Angus burgers and wings, including Froggers' famous hand breaded boneless wings. Froggers has been your scratch kitchen since 1987. Froggers Grill and Bar everywhere you are in Apopka, Oviedo, Altamont Springs, and Mount Dora. Your local neighborhood Grill and Bar, and now newly remodeled with more TVs. Froggers. Hi, it's me again. Does your garage door still have the blues? Making those late night noises. Won't shut when you back out, no matter how many times you try. Well, it's time to get rid of those garage door blues with Florida Door Solutions. They fix, repair, replace, install, create, design, and upgrade garage doors and garage door openers. Garage doors don't like to have the blues. You need to call Florida Door Solutions. They can upgrade your garage door with the latest state-of-the-art system from LiftMaster with the exclusive gateway accessory. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR. Florida Door Solutions has the reputation for doing the job right the first time. Every time, they're sent to Florida's headquarters for the best garage door and entry-gate products from Clopay, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. Don't leave that shiny new SUV sitting out in the driveway. And besides, we know who's driving that SUV. Score some points and get rid of those garage door blues with Florida Door Solutions. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Or take a tour online at fla Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information. That's
4: chcfl.org. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now here's Roger.
5: Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday evening throughout Central Florida. Hope your New Year's getting off to a great start, and I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you tonight. Now we're going to shift gears and we're going to I hope you enjoyed those conversations. First of all, with coach Aaron Crawford, a Popka high school athletic director. And then most recently with Russ Salerno talking about the big UCF victory over Kansas on Wednesday, actually the historic victory, and some great UCF basketball history. Of course, Russ helped to literally get the program started, playing on the very first team, and then becoming the very first assistant coach under the leadership of coach coaching legend, Coach Torchy Clark. Right now, we're going to talk about another huge event uh, in the world of sports this past week. That was... University of Michigan winning the National Football Championship. And we're our source and our guest is going to be a four-year lineman for the Wolverines. Attorney Tom Neal, local attorney Tom Neal, Edgewater High School product, who also played for the Wolverines from nineteen seventy-eight to nineteen eighty-one, which included being a part of two Rose Bowl teams. And of course that was during the the coaching tenure of legendary coach Coach Bo Schimbeckler. Well, Tom O'Neill actually attended both the semifinal game in the Rose Bowl, that dramatic victory over Alabama in overtime, and the national championship game versus Washington. And we're going to talk to Tom about that in just a moment. Before we do, of course, I want to first of all let you know that uh, portions of these interviews will also be on Talking Old School this Saturday night, 8 p.m. right here on AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer and The Answer Orlando app. And, of course, we're going to also talk um, some football on the Roger Frank and Williams show this coming Tuesday, uh, Sunday from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Our guest will be Tom Neal, who we're going to speak with right now, and Robin Parkhouse, local legend Robin Parkhouse, University of Alabama, former Alabama All-American. He's going to talk about uh, the dramatic news out of Tuscaloosa that Coach Nick Saban uh, has resigned and uh, gone into retirement so that's on tap for the weekend. But right now, let's go to Attorney Tom Neal, former Michigan offensive lineman, talking about the national championship game and the semifinal game. And we'll go to Tom Neal right now. Describe the experience for us, for those of us who weren't there.
1: Sure. You want to start with the national championship game or the Yeah, yeah let's, let's start with the
5: national championship, and then we'll, we'll go to the Rose Bowl after that.
1: Sure. I'd love to. Um, yeah, we went out to Houston. Took one of my nephews because my kids were back in school, so, and um, my wife and kids stayed home. They'd gone to the Rose Bowl with me. Um, was able to go to Houston and met up with um, several uh, former roommates of mine from University of Michigan and numerous uh, former teammates. Um, we have a, a association um, called Football Alumni of Michigan, and they they do a real good job of connecting all former players from all years. And so we had several pregame events um, at different restaurants where we all got together and we could swap stories of different years, players that played for Bo Schenbeckler, players that played for Gary Moeller, players that played for Lloyd Carr, Brady Hoke, Richard Rodriguez, all the way up to Jim Arbaugh. So it was a great time. Got to see a lot of um, uh, former teammates and, Everyone had a great time, and, and we had a lot of fun at the game. Um, the stadium is a, is a great place to see a game. If any of the listeners have been there, it's the typical pro stadium where everything's accessible. Your seats are easy to get to, concessions, bathrooms, just a really nice setup. And then, really enjoyed our time. I've been telling people since I got back, The trip was great, the travel not so great because of the storms in Orlando, trying to get back, we were delayed, but all in all, a great time.
5: Now can you share with us a little bit about the game, and I guess my uh, thumbnail sketch overview, at least the way I saw it, was kind of the the old school approach of Michigan, you Fundamental football, being able to run the ball, very physical, both on offense and defense against more of the, you know, I guess, the, the modern day, if you will, high-tech passing game, an outstanding passing game of Washington. Can, can you talk about uh, what you feel some of the keys to the the, the victory was, winning the national championship sure. game over Washington? Sure.
1: I think the game played out exactly like uh, the Michigan team and the Michigan coaches wanted it to play out. Um, Michigan was able to... Um, control the line of scrimmage for the most part on both sides. And as um, most of your listeners know that are football people, uh, controlling the line of scrimmage goes a long way to winning most games. Um, I think that the defensive line in Michigan was really um, motivated by the fact that they were going up against the Washington offensive line that had been awarded the Joe Moore trophy as the best offensive line in the country this past season. Um, people may remember that Michigan's offensive line won that award the last two years. And I think that those two lines from Michigan, the D line and the O line, they probably got together and said, okay, let's, um, let's show them what the line plays really like. I think the defensive line did a great job in, in putting pressure on um on Washington's quarterback. Um he as most people know, he's known for throwing great passes, pinpoint passes, getting the ball out very quickly. And I think at times he he was getting the ball out quicker than even he wanted to. And um Michigan had a very strong defense this year and all three levels, defensive line, linebackers, defense back, um played exceptionally well. But to me, the key of the game was um controlling the line of scrimmage and um, taking control of the game at the very beginning, that initial drive, going down and scoring a touchdown, and, and then uh, scoring another touchdown, mostly on runs, um, set the tone of the game. Uh, I, my biggest fear was that we'd get into a shootout with Washington where um, it would be um, you know a, a track meet, and that's what we didn't want, and, and it didn't happen.
5: You know that's a great point, and of course, uh, you know time of possession. It, from my own personal perspective, is, is one of the most undervalued elements of the football game. Is just the other yeah you know, the best the defense you can possibly have is when your offense you know stays on the field for for a long time, um, and that's exactly the the way Michigan played that played that game. Now, can you share a little bit about the the semifinal game versus Alabama, which a much different kind of a game, a super dramatic game. Um, Michigan was behind late in the game. They made a great drive down the field. To get the game tied up and then won it in overtime. Uh, can you, can you, and you, when you game you, you attend that game as well. And, friends, we're speaking with Tom Neal. He's a former University of Michigan offensive lineman in the Bo Shimbeckler era. He's also one of the great players to come out of Orlando from Edgewater High School, and he's currently an attorney now in Orlando. But yeah, if you can share about Bowl, the Alabama game. Sure.
1: Yes, the Rose Bowl, um, a great setting. I'd been back to California um, when I was playing at Michigan. We played in two Rose Bowls. We played in the '79 Rose Bowl against USC, and we lost on we lost seventeen to ten, which been called the Phantom Touchdown. This was long before the time they had instant replay and you know um, booth reviews of um, of um, plays. And um, USC beat us on a touchdown by Charles White. That became to be known as the Phantom Touchdown.
5: Friends, conversation I had earlier today with Tom Neal, Michigan alumni, former Michigan offensive lineman, uh, talking about the dramatic games on on Michigan's road to the national championship. You can hear more of those interviews this Saturday evening at 8 p.m. on the Talkin' Old School program. Uh, but that's going to do it for tonight on talking on Blue Dart Sports Central. I want to thank our guest, Coach Aaron Crawford, a Pop athletic director, Russ Salerno of UCF Basketball and Tom, attorney Tom Neal. Friends, have a great evening.
0: AM 950, FM 94.9. The answer, WORL.